what it is, Duke City. You're tuned in to Dave and Buster's Presents The Show. And we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. And we would get our sweat on, we get our sweat on at the Y. The YMCA. It's always fun to stay there, I've heard. Stay there. Yeah. I like what you did. I was about to say, you're a horrible whistler, man. <laughs> well, I never said I was a good whistler. I barely have the ability to whistle, so kudos to me to power through that. At least you tried. At least you tried. Beautiful day in the Duke City. I didn't get out enough. I had a lot of stuff to do at the house. I was completely opposite of you. Yeah? Yes. You out and about all day? Out and about all weekend. All weekend. Yeah, I was out and about all weekend, but today, proper. It didn't help that I watched a movie during lunch. Made myself a nice lunch. And have you seen a Marvel's Shang Chi and the Ten Rings? No, you don't watch that yet. Don't ruin it. For no me. spoilers. Yeah. It's definitely worth watching. Okay, good. I like the way that they didn't give you a lot to go off on when they did the previews. Yeah, because it was, I'm going in blind. Sure, it was like the least previewed previews of all time. And that's what movies do now, right? They just they'll show you the whole movie yeah. in the previews. Yeah, there's every no surprise. Every single good joke, every single action sequence, every single big line is in the preview and then you show up and it's all filler. Yeah. It was not that. It was so good. Fred Slow, co-host of the show, is out on assignment today in Las Vegas, New Mexico. The voice of New Mexico Highlands is voicing it up today. But lucky us, we got Robert Buck D. Gibson in studio with us. Van and Robert will be with you until 5.30 as we punt to Monday Night Football pregame coverage. Rams Niners. Rams at the Niners. I was going to say this is going to be a good game. So I had to double back on this because I was going to say, oh, it's going to be a good game, but... Most people are going to watch to see what Odell's going to do. 100%. But there's been so many upsets, it might be a good game. It's been like three weeks in a row with some insane games. Yeah. Yep. I got the Rams easy in this one. I don't think the Niners have the skill positions to keep up with the Rams. But, hey, any given Sunday, any given Monday night, you never know. I think tonight is the start of the of Trey – Mania. Trey's going to play tonight. Oh, is he? He's going to play. Uh, I gonna... believe he's going to. I'm just oh, this... throwing it out there. It's a speculation. Yes. There yes. has not been an yeah. announcement. Because Garoppolo, who I call Cool G Rap, this, this might be his last little, little go around right here. Trey's going to go ahead and uh, do a little something tonight. Man, if he was as good as football as he is good looking, oh, oh my, my God, God. Jimmy yes. G. Yes. That's a pretty dude, Vital. Behind the, behind the glass, super producer Mike Vital's with us. He'll be with us till 5.30 as well. Well, that, he is Italian. Exactly. <laughs> that's why. I've, I got a shout out to my heritage. That's why I figured you had a crush on him already because he was Italian. Oh, no, 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 no. He is good looking, though. See? At least you could admit he's good looking. Yeah. That's why I got him out of New, New England. A lot of dudes have a problem with that, right? Yeah. Especially, I bet a lot of our listeners, too, can't say a dude's good looking. Tom Brady, I think that fragile, he had a problem fragile, with that. Fragile masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady definitely had a problem had with a that. Problem. 
He ran him out of town. It's only one. There's only room for one cleft chin in Foxborough, buddy. Robert Kraft got so upset that Jimmy G got ran out of town. To, uh, he had to go get a massage or two, <laughs> relieve some stress. By the way, who would have thought the Patriots were where they're at right now this time of the year? They're they're really rolling. Ooh wee, they're looking like the Patriots of old. Yes, I just sucked my teeth on air. <laughs> Tired of the Patriots. You're not a fan of this, aren't you? Never. Just when you think the dynasty's over, they had the 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 one blip on the radar with Cam Newton, and here they come again with Tom Brady Jr. Shout out to Fred Slow. They pulled the Undertaker. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We'll be talking football all next segment. And, hey, why not now a little bit too? All eyes will be on the Los Angeles Rams' two big acquisitions, right? Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller. Von Miller missed last week. He is expected to play today. That's must-see TV right there, right? The upstart Rams going all in. How does is OBJ fit immediately? Does he just – I'm sorry, Van, but after I looked into them acquiring those two, they really didn't need either one of them at the time. Yeah. They're the leading sack getter, Little, plays the same position as Von Miller. So how's that going to work? But they had a little twist of fate, lost the receiver, Robert Woods. Isn't so now the same the day, same day, ACL. Now, well, the last time I was here, we were saying, I was saying, oh, it doesn't matter for him, for ODB. He doesn't have to be the man. Now, he's going to have to produce. you got to step up from number three to number two immediately. Yes. Just when you thought he has, like, the cushion, he's got the comfort just to be a part of the team, be a team player. Now he's thrust into a role immediately with this team. I think Sean McVay is the type of coach that isn't going to stress out about OBJ being a diva, isn't going to feel forced to feed him the ball. But I guarantee you he's always he's already got some stuff cooked up for him. Oh, yeah. And tonight's to do it. Tonight is the night to do it. National audience wants to get back that swag that he had that we remember him for. We'll see. We'll be talking NFL all next segment. 4.30, we're blessed with the presence of one Brandon Ortega, star of TV and radio, back-to-back-to-back New Mexico Sports Caster of the Year. KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega joins us, talking Lobos, talking high school football playoffs. Packers and Cowboys defense, are they legit? Those two units catapult up the ranks of the NFC and NFL. We'll be talking MLB free agency. We'll be talking MLB awards. We'll be talking Monday Night Football. And then, of course, we're going to close with our I-9 Varsity, which uh show just started. We haven't established it yet. It'll appear. <laughs> Robert, when's the last time uh, you ran out of deodorant? Woo. <laughs> wow. That's a good question. I can't remember the last time that it happened, but when it does, the world does end for me. Dude, I have to say that. I ran out last night, and as you know, um, we partner with Bourbon and Boots, and we host the the Raiders' Den at Bourbon and Boots. It's always a really good time. So much fun. It gets rowdy. Always great drink specials, food specials, and always a good time down there at Bourbon and Boots. And I was getting ready 
squirt, squirt. Deodorant's gone. Wait, like, wait, wait. You squirt your deodorant? Yeah, yeah. I have this you... like uh, essential oil blend that. <sighs> The, oh my God! The sheer judgment on your face yes. right now. I'm old school. See, I don't. I don't like the roll-on yeah, stuff. I, roll I don't. I don't on. use like deodorant or antiperspirant. None of that. I just got like a little uh, defunkifier, sprayed under the pits. I'm not gonna judge you just yet because I, I might need to try that. Well, I mean, we are kind of just getting to know each other yeah, a little yeah. bit. I'm, I'm, you might be rubbing off on me with that one. But I'm a bigger hippie than you realize. Well, like, all the if you have a problem with no deodorant, you're not all the way hippie just yet. Well, I'm on my way. You're on your way. You're on, on that journey. Way. I like my natural pheromones. Just mask them a little bit. You know what I mean? All the clues are there, if you haven't noticed yet. Yes. The long hair, vegetarian, Prius, essential oil deodorant. Yeah, the sandals are next. Oh, I already got sandals. I got a sweet pair of, of rope sandals. I got some Jesus sandals. I call them a Nike Air Christ. They're sweet. I rock them <laughs> almost every day in the summer. When you ditch the deodorant altogether, then you've reached the plateau. Oh, never. There's a, there's a, a thing I uh, possess. It's called self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like today, like I'm clean, like I'm fine, but I just feel like I got this, this cloud around me like pig pen. Yeah. Because I could smell my man funk. Like I think I got like a, like a two-foot at least halo of my own funk around me. Even well, though I look and smell pretty good mostly. But uh, you can't let another day go by. A little pungent. A little don't pungent. don't let another day go by. Oh, it's first thing on my list tomorrow. Because you're good right now. I don't smell anything. I, I knocked out. Thank God we're like five feet apart. <laughs> yeah. We're across the table. <laughs> At least you didn't have a cologne bath. That that's sometimes worse. No, that so, is worse. Loyal listener out there, always get the two, three, or four pack of your deodorant because you might be uh, in a pickle sometime. A little word to the wise for the loyal listener. Yeah, man, it's just like a little essential oil spray. It's like a nice little tea tree oil and lavender I might mix. To, it's, I, I, that might I'll show be you. A, I'll show you what's yeah. up, man. It's nice. As long as like real nice. fruit flies and mosquitoes don't get attracted to it, <laughs> yeah, I'll wasp. Just, yeah, wasps. <laughs> bees don't follow me around. Bumblebees. Yeah. Why is that bumblebee following Robert? <laughs> <laughs> Smelling like honeysuckle. Okay, we'll actually talk about sports and not my. Uh, armpits when we get back you're listening to 95.9 <laughs> fm and am 610 the sports end welcome back burke you're listening to dave and busters presents the boys from the john lopez real estate and cold war banker legacy studio we're powered by new mexico pinon coffee we play on team i9 sports and we get our sweat on at the y i love me some ymca football baby a whole lot of it. Woo! It was an interesting weekend. Let's let's start off. Let's rip off this band aid. The up and down every week Vikings. Oh man, you got to start with my team. <laughs> oh, I wanted to God. get this one out of the way. So yeah. Upset air quotes upset your Chargers. Yeah. The Vikings, you don't know who they are, from week to week. Very true. The Chargers are starting to look like that as well. They look like the best team in the AFC earlier in the year, and then now they're 50-50. What did you see from that game? Same thing I always see. We can't stop the run. When I say we, I mean the Chargers. Our run defense is horrible. Our defense as a whole doesn't get off the field. And that means 
our man can't go and have the ball for sustained drives. That's the problem. And he's always Herbert. playing from behind, yeah. too, Robert. Have yeah. you noticed that? Yeah, Herbert is always behind. And then when he's behind, he doesn't get the ball that much. So he has to make every possession count. What I've seen from from Herbert the last few weeks, I mean, they did whatever they wanted the first few weeks. I don't know if the rest of the NFL is catching up with their schemes or maybe they're not executing as well. I don't know. They might have some key nagging injuries that they're not reporting. But it seems like if the Chargers don't get ahead early and then get to run the ball and dink and dunk with Herbert making small passes, if Herbert's forced to make a big play, they're put in a position for failure. You're right. Well, you also touched on something else. We don't have a run game. We don't. You know, Eckler is a great scat back coming out of the backfield, catching screen passes, wheel routes. But as far as, okay, let's pound the ball, let's hold time of possession, we're not that type of team. That's never going to work if we want to do anything in the playoffs. I still think we make the playoffs, but it'll be – same old Chargers, one and done probably. The Steelers choked one away. The winless Lions are still winless, but at least they have a tie. <laughs> the Steelers tried as hard as they possibly could to let Detroit win this one, and Detroit kept choking it away. And they, as a, when I say they, Detroit tried their best not to get a tie. <laughs> they didn't want to tie. They wanted to lose. Did you Did you see uh, Najee Harris at the end of the game? Oh, my God. He was so lost. <laughs> yeah. He was, was like, funny. we're going to play till tomorrow. So if, you, if you didn't know, <laughs> loyal listener, Najee Harris, rookie from Alabama, uh, second in the league in rushing. Is that Steelers correct? running back, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, second in the league in rushing right now. He's, he's looking like a world beater for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was three years old when college football changed the rule to where there couldn't be any more ties. And he just assumed that he played through college, never had a tie, that the NFL was the same. So at the end of overtime, Najee was sitting on the bench, ready to go. Strapped up. He had another quarter left Helmet in him. on. He was ready. His, his position coach had to come up to him and say, hey, buddy, uh, that's the game. We tied. He had no clue. He didn't know that you could tie the game. But it, I, I think it's more players like him in the league that have no idea. A bunch of uh, the younger players, I don't think they know the rule when it comes to, hey, once this overtime is done and nobody scored, that's a tie. That's it. I mean, they're so rare. I see why. I've seen, how many ties have you seen? Like, the watch the whole one beginning well, to end? Well, no. How many ties have you seen? Well, there were two last say, year, right? I know, yeah. But it's it's crazy to think that it's rare, but for some reason I can remember a handful of ties. Tampa Bay, who are they? I didn't get to see a lot of this game, but Washington dominated the time of possession. Yes. The Redskins did whatever they wanted to, played some super solid defense. Tom Brady just didn't look comfortable. Like he didn't get beat down, but he didn't look comfortable. They really took him off their game plan. And that defense from last year that was so good, they're struggling. Have you noticed that? Yeah. They can't rush. They can't get to the quarterback like they used to. Their linebacker core is probably the best in the in the league. 
Devin White and Levante David. Yes. Like, they had monster days yesterday. But not enough push from the defensive line. And this is, to, to be honest, like, this is the Washington that I expected from the beginning of the year. That would play good defense and do enough to win some football games. Obviously, they lost their quarterback, lost their running back for a couple weeks. I mean, every team throughout a full season has to deal with adversity. They also lost Chase Young during this game. I was going to get right to that. That's that's a big blow. Huge. Like, you upset the Buccaneers, and then you lose your single best defensive player. That doesn't bode well for the rest of your season. Well, he's one of the best in the league, and when he goes down, that takes away a lot of your push. I will have to say this about Brady, though. What this showed me about Brady is everyone's giving him praise since he's came to Tampa Bay. This shows me he needs those weapons around him. Sure. Sure. I think Gronk and Antonio Brown, they do make a difference in that offense. Either though he's got, you know, Fournette, he's got a couple of other weapons, but you're right, it doesn't he, he he's limited and you could see it in yesterday's game. Throws right down the middle that he never makes stupid or late throws. The Titans look for real. The Titans look for real. I think so. Even without Derrick Henry, they're winning important <laughs> football games. Yeah, they're they're red hot. I don't know. I'm still on the fence with the Titans, man. I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry is yeah. the focal point of their offense. But think, they're playing amazing defense. And they're instead of having Derrick Henry, now they have a three-headed monster who is getting the job done. I think that's going to hurt them when it gets to the playoffs because it's going to be on Tannehill to make these timely passes. I've never, never been a fan of Tannehill. Um, we'll see, though. You're not we'll a see. fan in Hill? Not a fan in Hill at all. Nope. Nope. So we'll talk Patriots, Cowboys, and Packers in the 445 segment. I got some similar themes there. You know who we haven't talked about? Cam Newton, man. Two plays, two touchdowns? Yeah, He's MVP, all right? Just give him the award now. Two plays, two touchdowns? Hey, We're Going to the playoffs. The Arizona Cardinals are nothing without Kyler Murray. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. They could do nothing on that football field without Kyler Murray there. I forgot Colt McCoy was still even in the league. I thought he was like 50 by now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been saying Colt McCoy for 20 I, years. I call him Pum Pum McCoy because <laughs> there's no bullets left in that gun at all. That is hilarious. <laughs> Got to scan that AARP card before he goes on the field. Seriously. He's, he's along the lines of Chase Daniels. You never know that they're still in the league. Until someone gets hurt and they have to go out there and get clobbered. So it, it looks, the Panthers report that Cam Newton's going to get the bulk of first team reps. So two weeks in, he's already going to be starting. That's pretty impressive. I thought he was done. I didn't see a pathway for him back in the league this season. I would give him a chance. Oh, yeah, most definitely. He would. I know he would have caused some controversy in New England. You got the rookie. The rookie doesn't play well. Everyone wants Cam back in. I see why that wasn't a good relationship. But, there, let's count them. Uh, I'd rather have Cam than Tua. Here, let me ask you. Oh, yeah. All right, Cam or Tua? Cam. Okay. Cam or Trevor Simeon on the Saints? Cam. Cam, right? You see a theme here. Cam or either one of the Jets quarterbacks? I'll take Hurt Cam. You'll take Hurt Cam <laughs> hurt over there. Hurt Cam over both of those <laughs> healthy guys. All right, Cam, for the Lions, Cam or Jared Goff? Well, are they playing on the Lions? 
Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't I'll matter. take me or you. We still wouldn't do anything. It doesn't matter who's on the Lions. They're the Lions. I couldn't tie a football game. Kudos to Jared Goff for that one. I'm taking the L out there, boys and girls. Uh, the list starts to get a little shorter after that. Most of them are must-have guys. Right. I always thought Cam was going to go to Washington after their quarterback got hurt. All right, let's say Trey doesn't exist. Cam or Jimmy G in San Francisco? I got to go with Jimmy G only because his win-loss record is actually great. I think those his Jimmy G's win loss record is is more on the team and the like scheme. Twenty three and twelve overall right. in San Francisco. That's you're right, Robert. Yeah. That's not bad. The forty the forty ers win seventy five percent of the games when he's on the field and he's healthy. Right. All right, that's my whole list. Yeah, that's that's yeah. eight teams. Yeah, that's really good. It is eight teams. You'd rather have Cam Newton as your quarterback. Wait, wait, you left so one out. He should be playing. Who else you got? The Browns. Oh man, that's use a tough. New quarterback. Oh, that's there we go. Tough. Baker Mayfield or Cam? <sighs> Baker's had plenty of time to prove it, and with that super heavy run game, Cam might be a better fit in yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, that's what I'm I thinking like as well. Yeah, you know, Cam over man. That's a tough one. He he fits the mold the of what flip. they do. Yeah, what they do there in Cleveland. Yeah, they do what New England tried to do last year. They do that well. Play defense, run the ball, eat the clock. Very well. Play action pass. Cam can do that. Cam does a better job at that run pass option, you know, the RPO. Yes. 100%. When we get back, we're talking Lobo basketball, high school football with KOB TV's Brandon Ortega. You're listening to the show on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Well, I think they're a good team. I think they're a well-coached team. I think they've got good talent. You know, they were right there with, with Texas Tech. I mean, they competed their butts off. So uh, anyone that thinks like, oh, this is an easy game, grambling state, they're sorely mistaken. We need the same energy that we had versus FAU first game from our fans. You heard it there. Coach Richard Patino, Lobo men's basketball head coach. He didn't sugarcoat anything after the Colorado game. These boys just don't know how to win. Woo. Ouch. Woo. Second game? Second game, coach. <laughs> you got a bunch of transfers and guys who barely beat COVID. Take it easy on the kids. Practice must not have been fun after that. A hundred percent. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Colorado was favored, right? Right. Colorado was favored. On the road. They're an established program. You yeah. said it. On they the were road. at home. Yeah. This is one that you would like to steal, but this is an okay loss as as far as, like, a whole basketball season goes. Yeah, I would look at that game as basically a measuring stick, and then when you see what – the ending was, like you said, it's not that it blew out. It's like it was still there. You use this to know where you're at. Right. I ain't mad. I think what's more important is what happens. Are they playing together when Mountain West play starts? Are they a cohesive unit when Mountain West play starts? And look, the first game, they shot over 50% for three. You're going to win a lot of games a when you shoot 50%. Lot. A whole lot. You all, like literally almost everyone. Well, that lets me know, Van, that uh, 
us as coaches wouldn't be that great. Because <laughs> we're, we're just like, yeah, we're like, hey, it's oh, hey. hey, it's okay, yeah. guys. Look here, it's okay. Forget about it, it boys. That bad? It's okay. <laughs> Colorado out rebounded the Lobos by twenty. Ouch! That's a big deal. Ouch! That's a real big deal. You're not going to win any of those basketball games. KOB TV's Brandon Ortega should be joining us any second now. He's a busy guy. Either that or he's Hollywood and me. <laughs> I'd say he's busy. You're uninvited to Thanksgiving, Brandon. <laughs> I will say this, though. Um, the two best players on the floor may have been UNM players with Mashburn Jr. and House, the two guards. Where where are they going to fit in a team scheme, though? Yeah. Because they could ball. Yeah. They can ball. There's no doubt about it. The three-point shot, the rebounds, aggressively out-rebounded. Didn't hit as many three-pointers. That's a tale of the tape. I mean, there's your 10 points you needed right there. 11 yep. points right there. Colorado got 13 second-chance points. You out-rebound by 20. About half of those rebounds are going to go right back into the basket. Well, you were talking about how well they shot the first game from the three-point line. You look at this game, six for 23. Ouch. Yeah. And then you look at the rebounds. Like you said, Colorado was grabbing those boards after the misses. So, yeah. You go 10 of 23, there's your 12 points. There's your W. And that's still less than 50%. Joining us on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, KOB TV Zone, Brandon Hollywood Ortega on Albuquerque time. What's up, buddy? What's up, my dude? Sorry, man. Working away in the office. Ready to rock again tonight at the pit. So let's look towards this game at the pit. We're talking a little bit about Colorado. Uh, the Lobos got out-rebounded, and uh, they just weren't making the three. Were there any other keys to the game that you saw? Yeah, you know, Richard Pitino hardly harped on anything that really had to do with X's and O's after the game. He was really concerned about guys just mentally checking out, not being together down the stretch, knowing how to win together. That's really, at this stage, I mean, you got to talk, you got to consider playing a Pac 12 team in your second game with so many new guys. That's such an important thing to be paying attention to for Richard Pitino. He's really just focusing on, okay, are we doing these together? Are we huddling um, at the free throw line? Are we, how are we handling timeouts when when they're being yelled at, when, when things are getting uncomfortable? That's what he was more concerned about than anything that actually had to do with basketball. So it's interesting to see how, how much he's monitoring that at this stage, two games in, they were down by three with two minutes left. They were right there. They they could have won that game, and he knew that. But again, he was really more concerned about the things they're doing together that that show what kind of character these guys have, and and if and if they can fit together. Tonight versus the Grambling State Tigers, seven o'clock at the Pit. What's the <clears throat> keys for the Lobos to bounce back in this one? Yeah, I think start fast, Jalen House, get ahead of that break, push the tempo. 
knock down those threes. But when they're not knocking down shots, how quickly are they getting back on defense? How much are they committed to playing a full game and, and putting in the effort together and, and sticking to what the coach's game plan is? It's very easy when you're on a new team, when you're not familiar and you're not comfortable yet in a system to kind of freelance. And, and Patino's really keeping a close eye on that. Who, who's not sticking to what the coaches are, get, what, kind, what kind of guidelines these guys have on the court. So it, it's all about sticking together. It's all about yeah, playing great defense as a team. That's, that's definitely a, a big key to the game tonight. The Lobos are back home. The Lobos are big favorites. What do you expect to be the locker room mentality after the Lobos hear that harsh rhetoric from Coach Patino? Hey, these guys don't know how to win together yet, et cetera, et cetera. The Lobos are an 11 and a half point favorite. Are they going to have their heads right to bounce back and make sure they get a W? Yeah, that's, that's the, the key. Absolutely. Yeah. Can, can you just wipe away the loss, learn from the lessons, and, and get out there and, and just play together? Um, I, I mean, really, I, I feel like I'm being a broken record here, but you're not going to make every shot. You're not going to play perfect. Can you learn how to learn from adversity, right, you know, and, and, and play together? And, and these are I – mean, we're three games in, and essentially this whole team is brand new. These guys are still getting to know each other on the court way more than – I mean, they've spent a lot of time off the court together. A lot of these guys live together. They eat together all the time. They're, you know, they're, they're growing out together all the time. But – they haven't spent as much time on the court and they're only in their third game. So yeah, it's all about, Hey, we should win this game. We should dominate. So let's go do that tonight. So with this being the beginning of a three game homestand and I'm looking at the schedule here after Grambling, you have Montana state and then Western New Mexico. Isn't this the time for the team to gel to get that experience together? For sure, Grambling and Western New Mexico, 100%. Those are like, hey, we're, we're 100% the favorites. We have to not only win these games, we have to win by double digits. We have to be in command. The Montana State game is getting a lot of attention because this, that Montana State team is not going to be an easy win. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic. Grambling should be a win. And then – can you, can you not look ahead over Montana State with another easy one coming up with Western New Mexico? So, yeah, I mean, three wins definitely are on the table, but Montana State's going to be a tough one. So it's, it's all about taking it step by step, getting, being dominant tonight, finding out more of, okay, can we learn from the Colorado mistakes and, and correct them and play better defense and get our minds right for Montana State? So, yeah, it's Every game is about not looking ahead to the next one. Your New Mexico Lobos will be playing the Grambling State Tigers tonight at 7 p.m. at the pit. If you don't have your tickets already, get out and support the boys. We're going to pivot to high school sports. Uh, Brandon, can you hang out with us for one more segment? We'll talk about uh, New Mexico high school sports. Let's do it. All right. More high school sports when we get back. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. 
You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, the show. Live from the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Studio, we're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports, and we get our swole on at the Y. On the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, we have star of TV and radio, back-to-back-to-back New Mexico Sports Caster of the Year, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. Welcome back to the program, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. High school sports left and right to cover football in the state semifinals. And basketball started today. High school basketball practice started today. And we're going to have games in two weeks. So tons of fun going on right now. So a little behind the curtain information here. My cousin is the coach of uh, Hobbs Eagles. So shout out to Ken Stevens and the Hobbs Eagles football team. I saw you out at the uh, Thunderbolt Stadium on Saturday as you were covering Cleveland versus Hobbs. Cleveland had a big second half and um, put away the Hobbs Eagles later in the game. Is the 6A tournament, is this just a collision course in between Cleveland and Rio Rancho? Are there some upstarts that can upset them? Yeah, 100% it's a collision course. I mean, that's the way it looked in the regular season. And when Rio Rancho and Cleveland played each other, that game lived up to the hype. And then some going down to the final seconds and being decided by a missed field goal. But you have to give credit to teams like Hobbs and, and La Cueva, who are, who are uh, La Cueva's taking on Rio Rancho this week. Hobbs gave Cleveland all kinds of trouble in the first half. They, ha- they had them sweating. No doubt. That defense played fantastic. The defensive line was putting all kinds of pressure on Evan Wysong. I think that was the most pressure Wysong probably saw all season long, and then he figured out his way around it, scored a beautiful, I think it was 63-yard touchdown run to end the second quarter, and then Cleveland just absolutely took, took over after that, taking the momentum. So, yeah, I think it's a collision course, but La Cueva on the other side of the bracket, so Cleveland's got Las Cruces, Las Cruces, Rio Ranchers got La Cueva, and the Bears have won nine straight games uh, since they lost 50-0 to Rio Rancho. So they've got all the motivation in the world to redeem themselves. Um, they've got Exodus Ayers healthy, and he's looked fantastic. He scored all, I think, four touchdowns against Volcano Vista last week. But, yeah, Rio Rancho has been a freight train. I, I, in, my, in my book, best running game in the state with Zach Hill and Caden Romero and anchoring the O-line to Lobo commit. You'll see in Cherry and Silver starting next year. Um, yeah, Cleveland, Rio Rancho, it's a collision course, but La Cueva, Las Cruces, uh, trying to avenge losses to each of those teams in the regular season. What are the other big stories uh, from the football playoffs? I'm seeing Artesia come in as a four seed in the 5A playoffs. It's weird not seeing Artesia number one. Right, yeah. Well, they've had some, some years of struggles. Last two years, at least trying to get to that state championship level, it's been Roswell winning two state championships before the COVID season, and you got Las Lunas and Farmington one and two, Farmington being one, Las Lunas being two. Uh, they've both been unstoppable, both undefeated uh, throughout the year. And uh, Farmington, Artesia is going to be must-see TV, on the uh, KSVP live stream, which I've been enjoying from five hours away here in Albuquerque all year long. Shout out to them. They do a great job. Uh, Yeah, Farmington, the Scorpions uh, have one of the best passing attacks 
and one of the best offenses in uh, in 5A. And, and Artesia, man, under Jeremy Moffin, who came from Las Lunas, an Artesia grad who won, who was their starting quarterback when they won state in 2004. Boy, has he done an amazing job in his first year getting them back to that championship pedigree. One win away from getting back to the state championship game. That's going to be a really fun one. Goddard-Las Lunas is, is another must-see game. Goddard coming to Las Lunas on Saturday at 1 p.m. Uh, the Rockets beat Roswell for the first time since 2014, which was a huge deal for Goddard, for Coach White and that crew. And so, yeah, five A's, got all kinds of uh, fireworks ready to set off this weekend. And, and the smaller schools, too. I mean, there's so many talented teams out here. And uh, it's just weird to think we're two weeks left in this high school football season. It's flown by, and uh, it's only getting better and better. You heard it there, the best in the business, KOB TV's Brandon Ortega. Thank you so much for your input. Thank you for being a friend of the show. And most importantly, thank you for being such a good friend in real life, Brandon. Love you guys. Anytime. Let's, uh, let's party sometime soon. We'll see you soon, brother. Thank you so much. Later, boys. More NFL talk when we get back. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610. David Busters presents a show. We're from the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we get our swole on at the Y. Fred Slow is on assignment in Las Vegas, New Mexico, voice of New Mexico Highlands. So we brought in the big guns, Robert Gibson, sitting in with us. The Packers' defense looks legit. Joe Rogan's cocktail that he gave Aaron Rodgers looks legit. The effects of COVID were not apparent on Sunday. Aaron Rodgers looked like Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) And the Green Bay Packers' defense dominated the Russell Wilson-led Seahawks. Vital, I'll toss it over to you first. Is this Packers defense for real? You know, I can't believe I'm saying this, but that defense is for the first time in many years because we always hung our hats on the offense with Rodgers behind the, you know, in the quarterback pocket. But he hasn't been playing that well, and I think the, the run game is kind of struggling the last couple of games, even though they've won. But uh, the defense, and they don't even have their all-pro corner, Jair Alexander. He's still out, and with uh, you know, even with him out, they're able to get pressure on the quarterback. Now, there's a couple of injuries yesterday I think they suffered, but uh, they're dominating, and they've dominated the Cardinals and in, in Seahawks. I don't care what anyone says. Russell Wilson's still a great quarterback, but they're going to win this. They're going to get to the Super Bowl with their defense and the offense. And that's something that has been lacking for years with the Packers. It's all on Aaron Rodgers and his, besides Devontae Adams, his really a lack of weapons. So it's just always on Aaron Rodgers. But now it seems like the Packers do have a legitimate defense, and they've been playing well without what I consider to be the second or third best corner. You mentioned him, Jair Alexander. Once this defense is playing this well and they get Jair Alexander back, watch out. If they had this defense last year, they would have went to the Super Bowl. You got Ooh. it. Yep. They would have they would have stopped Brady and done their what they were supposed to do. Um back to what Mike said, I like what their defense is doing against top-notch offense. Right. It's one thing to look good when you're playing bottom of the barrel. But we know how on fire the Cardinals were 
Kyler did play. Defense stepped up, and it wasn't like it was. A, I thought it was going to be a shootout. I'm not even going to lie, but to see that the the way they ran the ball and they played defense against the Cardinals, and the continuing against the Seahawks with Mr. Sierra. Come on now, I call him Mr. Sierra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Aaron uh, Aaron Jones looks to be out for two to three weeks, maybe sooner. Who knows? I'm not on the inside of his knee. That's a big blow to the Packers' offense, but they got one of my favorite players to watch, human bowling ball, A.J. Dillon. Oh, man. (laughs) So they are doing just fine in the running back department. And it's getting to be bad weather season. You saw it snowing up there yesterday, if you saw any of the game. Sure. And that's what you need. You need a, a ground game that can control the clock. And the Packers got that type of offensive front and defensive front that can manhandle people. They have. And uh, that's why Dylan's there. Shout out to their field crew, man. They had yeah. that. They had that turf looking like SoFi Stadium because mm-hmm. it was. It looked like a blizzard. I was like, okay, we're gonna get old school Lambo football. But then the game started. It was like, ah, where's the snow? Packers retake number one in the NFC. Home field advantage is in their hands. Sneaking up right behind the Green Bay Packers are the, oh, my God, look how good they're playing, Dallas Cowboys, 43-3. to Matt Ryan did not sleep well that night. Matty not so nice. Woo. That's what I call him now. He's done. But I'm not going to be too high on the Dallas defense, only because look who they played. Nobody's afraid of the Atlanta Falcons. They did what they were supposed to do, especially after the beatdown that they took last week. Matt Ryan ruined my uh, single-day fantasy, my DraftKings and my FanDuel. I thought Matt Ryan would throw for like 350 yards in the second half because they'd be playing catch-up. Oh, that's he good got strategy. dominated. That's good strategy. I thought it was a good strategy. Yeah, yeah. I got Matt Ryan on the cheap, and he did nothing. Yeah, nothing. Man, the Cowboys look good. Diggs got another pick. Don't throw the ball anywhere close to Trayvon Diggs. You know what I've learned the about league Diggs? league needs to learn their lesson. You know what I learned about Diggs? Huh. Either you throw it to his man, it's going to be intercepted or a touchdown. There's nothing in between. It gets burnt. Yeah, it seems like every game that I watch of the Cowboys, he has some interceptions, but he also gives up big plays. So I want, I'm curious to see how that plays out, um, especially in the playoffs. He's a air quotes Deion Sanders type where he plays whoa, corner. Whoa, whoa. Uh, no, let me, un, let me okay, finish this. Okay. Let me finish this. That's why I said air quotes. <laughs> okay. He's an air quotes Deion Sanders type because he plays off of the quarterback. He doesn't play off the wide receiver. Got you. So that's how he's getting all these picks Yeah, is he's reading eyes. He's reading the ball coming out of the hand. He's not really just – cloaking the wide receiver like most cornerbacks do right the great ones Jair Alexander Jalen Ramsey you know throughout time all the way back up to Deion Sanders you play the quarterback if you're that elite you don't just cover the wide receiver and he's doing that already in his second year in the league he looks like a world beater is this the NFC championship we all want to see Cowboys Packers yeah uh, that's what the NFL wants to see. Oh, d- most definitely. That's the most eyes on it. Most definitely. The only more eyes you're going to get is maybe Brady Rogers again. But 
Packers Cowboys. That's, yeah. that's the game everyone wants to see. Um, it's interesting to see who keeps up the winning and who gets that home field advantage. That's going to tell it all. I think the bigger advantage is for Green Bay, as always, even though they lost at home last year. But uh, I don't know if Dak didn't want to go up in that type of weather that late in the year and, and have to face those guys. No and, one and does. Especially with the defense that they're playing right now. No one does. If their defense is playing like that, Aaron Rodgers is healthy. Both of their running backs are healthy. You just keep pounding the ball down their throat, play action, spread them out a little bit with Aaron Rodgers. That's a lot of trouble. There's some yeah. upset Cowboy fans out there listening to this right and now. You, <laughs> and you got a Rams team tonight. Let's see what they can do, right? They have a couple injuries. That Woods injury is going to be tough on them. How, how much play is OBJ going to get? But um, they're seven and two, right? If I remember, right, so we'll correct. S- yep. We'll see how the, how well they'll do after Tennessee, you know, beat them. We're talking about the Rams, even before they acquired Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr., I thought they had the best roster in football. They are very talented, top Stacked. to bottom, top to bottom. So we're talking about the who's real in the NFC. Packers and Cowboys both look really real in the NFC. But let's switch it over to AFC. I picked the Cleveland Browns like a fool. Sorry to hear that. In both of my pick'em leagues. They got you again. And they got dehominated by the New England Patriots. They got you again. Yeah, they got me again. It's all right. I I'm not going to lie. They, I, I, they had me the last two seasons. I was like, I'm done. This No, you're not going to get me again. You jumped off the hype train? Yeah, they, they wasn't going to get me again. Oh, uh, they got me again. They got me good. I just keep going back to that X. So is New England real? That's the question. Matt Jones makes very smart decisions with yeah. the football. Right. And uh, he's a little grittier and grimier than I thought he was. Did you see him twist homeboy's ankle? Oh, yeah. Woo, buddy. Yeah. He didn't get a penalty for it. Uh, and he, he did it, he he did it unseen. It. Yeah. He's out here twisting ankles. He's out here throwing <laughs> touchdowns. He doesn't make bad decisions. He throws the ball into the ground. He throws the ball out of bounds when nothing's open. He is Bill Belichick's quarterback. Oh, yeah. This he is ha- a prototypical Patriots quarterback. He looks like Tom Brady Jr. out there. And then he doesn't have any top-notch weapons that you can think of off the top of your head. No. No, I mean, they got a deep roster, but they don't have any superstars out there in the skill positions. They're doing it as a team. They're just, doing it as a unit. Just like Belichick loves it. And, and they won four in a row with a rookie quarterback. Scary. Hey, so you guys might not have noticed. Maybe you did. Last week, Tua and the Miami Dolphins – Got a W. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles got a W. I'll see where you're going. Matt Jones and the New England Patriots got a W. The last three Alabama quarterbacks all got a W on the same day. That's bonkers. Yeah, because you think about it, everyone was saying that their quarterbacks only looked good because they had the world beaters at wide receiver. Right. Now you're seeing them in the league, and you're like, okay, they had something at quarterback the whole time as well. And I, I, I knew at the beginning of the season, Mac Jones was going to be an above-average NFL quarterback. He's got the playbook. He's got the skill set, 
and he's he's just crazy smart. He's got the football brains. He can read a good defense. I didn't. But I, I was I was one of those man. Look who he's playing with. Yeah, he's handing it off to Najee Harris. He's throwing it out to Waddle. He's got all these weapons. I really thought that he was not going to play this season. I thought Cam Newton was going to be there and they'd ease him into it. But for him to come off so quickly and be successful, I was not ready for it. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I didn't think he would be this good already. And, you know, all the other the three big quarterbacks are all running quarterbacks. Hmm. Lawrence, Wilson, and Fields. Those are your, your new blood, your new NFL guys. Matt Jones is a throwback. The Tom Brady types don't get drafted anymore. You don't want a guy that runs a six five forty, yeah, standing back there and getting murdered by defensive backs. Max got to get his, he's got to get his look up, man. I just don't like the way he looks. <laughs> he needs to put a K at the end of Mac and just swag it out a little bit, man. He just looks like he's. I don't know, like like he off a box of oatmeal or something. He got, yeah, he's he's got <laughs> zero swag and Michelin man. Zero swag, zero flex. That's just what Belichick wants. <laughs> he doesn't want a Cam Newton out there dancing around with one giant dreadlock coming off the top yeah. of his head. That is not a Bill Belichick quarterback. Let him win the Super Bowl. Is happening. Watch. <laughs> MLB awards and free agency. When we get back, you're listening to ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents, a program. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Cold War Banco Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we get our swole on at the YMCA. Just a reminder, bottom of the hour, we got Monday Night Football. <laughs> Monday Night Football. Who preview. do you like, guys? Oh, I got Rams easy in this one, buddy. Yeah, Rams easy. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it being another upset. I'd be very surprised if this game is even close. MLB free agency's taken off as the first signing was today. Former Red Sox pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez goes to the Detroit Tigers in the first signing of the offseason. Usually the hot stove doesn't heat up until after the winter meetings. And the winter meetings are the first week of December. But there's so much booty to be had <laughs> in this off season that I think people are going to start grabbing the pieces that they want early. And you're saying Detroit is going to be a frequent buyer, right? There's rumors that Detroit will be going after Carlos Correa. Detroit will be going after Nick Castellanos. Uh, they really want to make a splash. They think they got some really good young players coming up, and they see their window in the next couple years. So I think they're going to start spending some money and making some plays. When a, we can have some people from Detroit on the show if they start making some splashes. We got some friends of the show in Detroit who are also in sports radio there who would love to talk about the Tigers. On the phone line frequent contributor tommy how you doing tommy hey what's up guys Tom, the truth back at you michael thomas angel on facebook actor um yeah it was an interesting weekend i was happy the way the cowboys played but you know i'm a very competitive guy vital knows this as well if we play atlanta 17 times and beat them it teaches me absolutely nothing except we beat a bad team 
if we play a team like the Rams or the Packers and beat them 17 times during the season, it teaches me a lot about my team. So I'm just going to say great game all around the best game they played all year as far as special teams, defense, and offense. But, again, I also look who they played. So I'll just leave it right there. We get play Kansas City. If Mahomes has got it back together and that defense plays just average defense, that's going to be a huge test this week. And I hope my Cowboys learn keep those receivers in front of you. Let them catch it, then hit them. Don't let them get behind you, but it's going to be a great matchup. And the one thing I do disagree with is that last year, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, how many, by talent knows they got two or three turnovers, I believe, the defense, Green Bay's defense against Brady. They lost the game because Aaron Rodgers didn't run in the end zone at the end instead of throwing in the triple coverage, double coverage to his boy. That's why they lost the game. Defense didn't play that bad. Defense is better this year, but they lost that game because Rodgers didn't run in the end zone when he had chance. Yeah, Rodgers had two drives at the end of that game. And sure. uh, Tampa Bay's defense did what they needed to do. When Brady gives you two or three interceptions with a guy like that, you've got to take advantage of it. Um, <laughs> Tommy, you were talking about was... how you didn't get a, some good information off of Dallas beating the tar out of uh, the Falcons, but the, it, ca- the, yeah. the Cowboys were favored by eight and a half, sure. and, and they sure. won by sure. 40. <laughs> to me, that well, says said, a lot I said 30, about your I said team. 31, I said 31 to 20. But, again, that is it's who you play. I'd rather play. I wish we were playing the Rams, Tennessee, Buffalo, Green Bay. I wanna, I'm a competitive guy. I want to play the best teams and beat the best because you learn nothing from beating bad teams except you beat a bad team. That's it. Tommy, thanks for being such a good friend of the show. We're going to let you go because we're up against it. We'll see you tomorrow, Tommy. Thanks for joining us today, Robert. Yeah, I love it, man. Hey, guess what? You guys are rolling out the carpet for me. I have to oblige it, man. I have to, I have to be here. Show up. You got to we'll bring pizza now. You got to bring listener. Subway. Yeah, for sure. You got to bring. <laughs> you got to bring Vital snacks. That's of why me. you guys have been nice. Okay. Feed the guy behind the the bars here. <laughs> we enjoy Robert so much today. How about uh, what do you say, bringing him back tomorrow, Vital? Oh, bring him back. He's great. Uh, when we get out of here, you got Monday Night Football pregame coverage. Uh, we'll be with you from 4 to 6.30 tomorrow as the Lady Lobos take on Prairie View A&M. Thanks for the call today, Tommy. KOB-TV's Brandon Ortega talking Lobos and high school football. Always a pleasure to have him on. Robert, thanks for hanging today. I oh, appreciate it, man. I'll be back tomorrow, like you said. The program will be back tomorrow from 4 to 6.30. Hope you have a beautiful evening, Albuquerque. Stay safe out there. You've been listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.